Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. You are joining me in my studio. It's very fancy. It has other seats, cup holders, no moonroof, but you know, that's okay. Uh, windows all around, great lighting. Basically, this is a prime example of making it work during COVID-19. We're all making it work. I brought my studio home. I'm recording in my car. My kids are home. We're all making it work. Can you relate? If you are currently trying to create from home, I have some tips for you. I've been creating from both my home studio and my real studio for 10 years, mostly at home, even though I have a studio. I really love working in my home. I love working amongst my kids. I love how accessible a home studio is. You can just kind of pop in and out of projects. I love that I can create at night in a space that feels really cozy. So if you want to create a safe space for your creativity to happen at home, I have some tips for you. It's especially needed right now because in my opinion, if you are a creative, if you are an artist, this is a beautiful time for you to become quiet and to focus on your work and to put aside all kinds of distractions that typically pull us every which way and make us kind of run around crazy all the time, especially if you have kids and you know their lives are busy. If that's very normal for you to feel that way, this might feel like a bizarre and kind of surreal moment where everything is at home. Everything is just kind of staying still, staying put. What a great time for your creativity to just soar and to be a source of inspiration for you, but only, only if you have a space that is conducive to that and a space that feels like you belong there, your creativity belongs there, this act that can be a bit messy, a bit wild, a bit, you know, does it always work? No. Is that always successful? No. That vulnerability needs to be able to happen even in this space. Welcome to Do It For The Process, studio conversations for artists and creatives. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords, professional artist, educator, and mother of three. In this podcast, we dive deep into what it means to run a successful creative entrepreneurship, how to stay true to your art while also growing your creative business. And I always give a gentle reminder to fall in love with the process all along the way, because I firmly believe your creative business is only as strong as your creative practice. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. So to give you a little bit of a picture, my creative space at my home currently is in a corner of my living room. I have a table that I bought from Amazon, kind of in a rush. Um, it's two and a half by four-ish feet, somewhere in there. Big enough for a decent sized canvas plus my palette and that's kind of all. It's glass so I can wipe it down easily and it's not precious, it wasn't expensive. Um, it's just a minimalistic wooden glass top table and it's it stays in the corner of my living room and having it in that space that I feel so comfortable in and so at home in and can just walk to so effortlessly means that I create more often. 
which is a gift, such a gift, especially right now. So if you are looking to set up a functional and safe and healthy fine art studio in your home, I have some tips for you. Now the safe and sustainable part, like the actual not using toxic things in your home part, I'm going to let you dig into that on your own. I've created a free PDF for you. It's totally downloadable. You can just glance through it. It's like three or four pages long. It's not that long. And most of that is a list of supplies that I recommend. It will help you understand if what you're using in your home currently is toxic, which PS it might be, it really, really might be. I didn't realize how many of the things that I was using were toxic until I was enlightened. And I'm so thankful that I know, especially since I'm painting at home with my baby around and my kids around and our bunny and just, you know, I don't want to be unhealthy. That's not, that's not why I'm an artist. So this guide is designed for oil painting at home specifically, but please read it regardless because the pigments that we use in all paints, acrylic, watercolor, gouache, oil, all paints and inks, those pigments are all found in the same source. They're all found in either the laboratory or the earth, regardless of medium. That doesn't matter. Oftentimes I get people that, that ask me, are acrylics toxic? Are watercolors toxic? They absolutely can be, and it's fine as long as you know how to use them. So while this guide is focused specifically on oil painting, because oil painting has another layer of solvent and other, you know, things that we mix, the oils that we mix into the paint itself, I wanted to address that very specifically, but please read it even if you're a watercolor painter or an acrylic painter or any other kind of painter. It's very, very important to know what you're looking for in a healthy paint. So go find that in the show notes right below. It's free, super simple, super easy. Go for it. Okay, once that's out of the way, you know that the things, the products that you're using are not gonna cause harm to you or anyone around you. Let's talk about setting up a functional at-home studio. Now, the first thing I've already hinted at, make sure that the space is accessible. Now that's the beauty of being at home is that you can just walk into a spare bedroom or the corner of your living room or a little space in your bedroom or wherever. My, my beautiful project manager, Haley was painting in her laundry room for a long, long time until she moved into a different space, but her laundry room was her studio for a long time and she made it beautiful and she made it cozy and it felt like her creative space to feel alive. So the space doesn't matter as long as it's set up properly and it feels like you can own that space. After you have your dedicated space, make sure that you have all of the art supplies you're going to need. If you're moving your outside of the home studio inside of your home, make sure that you bring all the art supplies you think you will use plus extras because there's something that happens in a creative brain where when you feel limited, you feel closed down and it's hard for you to create. So in order for that not to happen in your brain, make sure that you bring extras, which I know is silly. And maybe that's just me, but I don't think so. Bring extra paper, extra canvases, a whole variety of mediums, um, whatever you need to actually create your work, bring that plus a little bit more. It's really important. If you are setting up your studio in your home, that's where you typically work. Just make sure that you have a few extra things on hand right now, because with the whole way that shipments are working and, you know, we don't know if the mail is going to run sustainably for the next few weeks and maybe months. I would recommend just buying a little bit extra. Not, I'm not recommending hoarding or being incredibly greedy or stockpiling, 
but maybe if you're already planning on buying two pieces of watercolor paper, just go ahead and buy three. Why not? Just, just a little bit of extra. That way you both have the mental space to make mistakes and the actual products you might need to create whatever inspires you because feeling inspired right now is such a gift. Oh my gosh, such a gift. Okay. Along with that, have some storage in place. Now, when I moved my studio to my home and I moved my studio to my home uh, about three years ago, but especially right now, clear out some cabinets or a cabinet or buy a cabinet on Ikea, whatever you need to do. Have space where you can put your art supplies away. That way they're not always in view. They're not always in the accessible reach of your kids or your pets or, you know, whoever. Um, cabinets, drawers. In my studio, I have two large cabinets a closet and a drawer that's kind of where i store everything and then of course there's some underneath my table because well in my experience the creative process is rarely a tidy one so it kind of it kind of spreads but that's okay um so cabinets drawers whatever you need just i would recommend it's more important to store these supplies than it is to store old vases or old, you know, stuff that you never really want to look at, you never really use. If there are things that are taking up precious real estate in your home right now, clear them out, put them somewhere else, put them in the attic, in the garage, get them ready to be donated when we can donate things again and put them in the back of your car. Those things don't need to take up space. What needs to take up space in your home right now are things that actually nourish you and actually bring you joy, AKA your art supplies. All right, so create a space. Along with that, I'd highly recommend that for paints in particular, especially if you have children, I would get some large Tupperware bins. Now I have a two-year-old, so for me, having bins is imperative because, and by, by bins, I mean like, um, I think mine are about 20 by 18 by six inches. Not They're not like storage bins for like you know, garage storage. They're just smaller bins that I can put in the cabinets. But I want them to be large enough to hold a lot of paints and also hard enough to open that he can't get into them on his own. <laughs> that's the key right there. If you have a young child, get some Tupperware that's hard to open or takes some skill to open at least. Um, you want it to make that as prohibitive as, as possible. Um, along with that, jars with lids. These can be spaghetti jars. These can be old, you know, sauce jars. They can be beautiful mason jars, whatever you'd like. Jars with lids for all the liquids because I don't know about you guys, but I tend to have a lot of liquids while I create paint thinners, brush cleaners, oils, all kinds of things, all of which are outlined in my healthy painting studio guide. P.S. <laughs> Little ad there. All right, so have all of the storage you might need. It will come in handy. It will be such a gift to know that you can put this away. You can have some, you know, clear mental space. Some visual clutter can be put away every now and then, and you can just create a space that feels really alive for your creative work. Now, really practically, if you typically work large in a separate studio space outside of your home, you might need to shrink your scale a little bit when you work at home. You might need to think about things that you can do on a tabletop, or on a small easel, or in the space that you have available to you. So for instance, my my at-home studio space is, like I said, big enough for a 24 by 36 canvas plus my palette. That means that I can't work much bigger than that when I'm painting at home. 
which is fine. That's actually a great size for me to work in. But if I wanted to create a masterpiece that was, you know, 50 by 80 inches on really heavy canvas, took up the full wall to paint, I would have to either kind of mentally and physically sacrifice the purity of my wall because it might get paint all over it while I paint literally on the wall. By the way, if you do want to create something large, you can absolutely create work without an easel. Just put two nails in your wall and hang a canvas on those two nails. It's fine. You can put a drop cloth down first. You can put paper on the wall. You can you can preserve that wall. It's not like you have to sacrifice it and, you know, replace the wall afterwards. You totally can. Just get creative and, you know, keep everything around you as clean as you possibly can. But typically when I paint at home, I paint a bit smaller than if I were painting in my studio. Um, use your walls also, not only for painting, but for storage, for drying space, and also to uplift your mood in every single room in your house. Create work that you enjoy living with and that can dry practically on your walls and that can be part of your, your studio. As far as practically like how to actually work from home. So we talked about setting up a space and making that functional and sustainable. Awesome. How do you actually get work done at home, right? Like there's so many distractions. There's laundry, there are TV shows. If you have kids, it's a whole nother layer of distractions and a whole nother layer of responsibility. If you have a pet that likes to be mischievous, that's tricky. I don't have any tips for you there because my, my bunny Max is not mischievous except for she does like to chew on baskets but that's okay we're working around it um but i think the most important thing you can do for your humans your your kids your partner your spouse is to communicate even if your human is two years old or 16 months old or even younger communicate with them let them know that this space that you've created is for you it is not for them you love them but this is not for them this is for you let them know that this space is not for them to create their own art within unless you've, you know, that's okay with you, then that's fine. For me, I, that's a firm no. This is not a space for you to share. This is a space for you to focus on your work. And that might sound selfish and greedy, but I can guarantee you that it's much more selfish and greedy. It's not to take care of your own mental health and your own need to create. So prioritize that, especially during this weird time when everyone's a little bit you know, a little bit uncomfortable and already not feeling the most at ease. Let yourself have this space because you need it. And if you're happy, people around you are also going to be happy. Communicate when and how long and where and why you want to create. And again, if your kid is six months old, tell them. They understand more than you think they do. If you're talking to your partner, tell him or her. She or he needs to know what you're focusing on and what your energy is going to because if they don't understand why you're spending your time with this, they're going to be a source of resistance to you and you do not need that. You need them to be on your side. They need to be on your team for sure, for sure. But if they don't know how to support you or what you're working towards, they can't be on your team. Tell your kids. Tell your two-year-old. Tell your your dog or your cat again i don't know how to help you with that one but communication is so important and when people understand that you're going to be working for the next hour or the next 90 minutes or all afternoon on this thing they're so much more likely to support you and so much more likely to cheer you on in your efforts there's an airplane going by overhead but it's fine we're gonna roll with it um share your vision 
if you're working on something that's kind of big, especially when everyone else is, you know, sitting on the couch and watching Netflix all day, which is totally fine, by the way, if that's what you need, go for it. But if you do have ambitions, if you do have something that's kind of um, going to take a lot out of you, make sure that you communicate that with your partner specifically, and then with anyone else in your life that can support you, your kids, everyone, everyone needs to know. An example of this is if you're working towards building a website or launching a collection, not even launching, but creating a collection or launching a collection or creating something large or trying something new that you're kind of nervous about. Let people know what you're trying to do so they can help you in that pursuit. They want to be on your team. If they're if they're actually, you know, a good part of your life, they want to be on your team. And I hope that everyone that you're quarantining with is a beautiful part of your life like that. And finally, if you feel like your studio space is equipped and set up properly and it's working and it's functioning and you're able to create there, but it feels super lonely. I understand. I really do. Um, I recommend hopping on Instagram and having a painting live party or just sharing your process on Instagram stories or creating a Zoom call with a couple of artist friends and just sitting down, working on something, chatting occasionally, being in conversation. It's just, it's just lonely. And I get that. If you want to start a podcast right now, that would be a great time to do, to do this as well, because a podcast feels like you're talking to people, even if you're alone in your car and it's, you know, 90 degrees outside. It's fine. So those are my tips for setting up a studio, um, create a space that's functional and safe and healthy. Again, go download that guide, please, please, please. I do not want you creating with with materials and supplies that are going to be harmful for you and your kids and your pets and your everybody. You do not want that in your space, please. Speaking from experience, I used to get sore throats every single day. I used to have headaches consistently. My skin used to get bumps on it. Like these are all signs that something was happening in my environment that was causing my body to literally react. And it was my art supplies. I changed those, everything went away. So please, please, please pay attention. Your body might react differently than mine did. Those might not be your telltale signs. Those were mine, but I think it's really important to have a safe and non-toxic space. Um, yeah, have all your supplies put away uh, or at least able to be put away in some cabinets or some drawers or some Tupperware or whatever. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be, you know, beautiful. It can just be functional and that's fine. Um, communicate with your people, let them know what you're working on let your walls become drying space or creative space. Really, it's it's really quite beautiful to begin merging your art and your life because they make each other more beautiful. Your art begins to make your home more beautiful. You, the work that you create begins to make you more beautiful. And if you can coexist with that creative process, everything seems to become more aligned and more nourishing and just such a rich relationship that you get to have with your creative practice when you actually live with your creative practice. It's really, really cool. All right. Those are my tips. I hope that you are inspired. I hope that you are creating. I hope that you are able to find some peace and some creative energy and some inspiration during this otherwise unprecedented and bizarre and really hard time. If you're having a hard time creating, give yourself grace and space. It will come back. Your inspiration is not gone. She will absolutely return and she will nourish you and she will be there for you. It just might take a minute and that's okay. All right, go download the guide. The link is right below in the show notes. So go download that and I will 
see you in your home studio. All right, bye for now.